This is Mitch. This is Keith. And you're listening to Layman's Term Podcast. <laughs> this is a uh, podcast where we as lay people, not clergy, uh, come together to discuss the previous week's message at First United Methodist Church and uh, give you an opportunity to uh, hear how a couple uh, couple non, non-clergy uh, discuss the happenings of the message and sermon, and we're talking this week about October 30th, um, about the Sabbath. Uh, we had a guest pastor with us. Allison. Allison. Jean, I do believe her last name. Allison Jean is with us, and uh, we're happy to have her here, and not here on the podcast, of course, but nah, here, here yeah. preaching the sermon. Couldn't we, make that happen. Hey, we, we don't have sponsors or guests. Um <laughs> But uh, anyway, uh, talking about the Sabbath this Sunday, great message, and we're going to open with, um, we'll we'll open like we normally do with reading the scripture. It's a bit longer, so hang with me. Uh, Exodus 31, 12 through 17. Then the Lord said to Moses, say to the Israelites, you must observe my Sabbath. This will be a sign between me and you for the generations to come, so you may know that I am the Lord who makes you holy. Observe the Sabbath because it is holy to you. Anyone who desecrates it is to be put to death. Those who do any work on that day must be cut off from their people. For six days work is to be done, but the seventh day is a day of Sabbath rest, holy to the Lord. Whoever does any work on the Sabbath day is to be put to death. The Israelites are to observe the Sabbath, celebrating it for the generations to come as a lasting covenant. It will be a sign between me and the Israelites forever. For in six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth, and on the seventh day he rested and was refreshed. There you have it, Keith. I hope I don't get put to death. Yeah, no joke. (laughs) I feel like there's been a time or two that I haven't observed the Sabbath. My goodness. (laughs) All right, so... uh, I hope that's like a translation thing. (laughs) Well, I think think we can get into this, but my layperson perspective also, you know, we're dealing with... um, We're dealing with... A covenant, mm-hmm. and we also have a new covenant. Yeah, in Jesus, it supersedes the mm-hmm. old covenant. But the old covenant, being Ten Commandments, yep. or the list of commandments, the law, yep. um, was put in place to help give folks that um, the Israelites a structure to life. Yeah, and actually, um, she uh, Allison makes this point um, early on in the sermon, right, where she talks about. Um, you know they were they were slaves and then they were freed and so really it's the the whole book of Exodus isn't just about Moses and wandering around in the desert for a long time but it's really about the process of like discovering their freedom and w- trying to struggle to learn who who God is themselves right because for yeah, a whole, a whole, a whole, a whole group of people, multiple generations, mm-hmm. all went off to college together. All went off to co- God College together. You know, they all, <laughs> they, all, they, they, there was, there was a structure. Yeah, there was structure in Egypt. Yeah, right? but yep. this was God's giving them new structure to live by. Yep. Um, and so order, they kind of order their some basic around. rules and stuff to follow. Right. You, you go to college, and they're like, curfews at this time. Or you'll be put to death. Or you'll be put to death. You know, just really, really add an extra um, 
layer on there. <laughs> I mean, I guess it was serious, so you know. Um, so yeah, I I I thought that was interest that was an interesting point from her because I I never really considered that right. Like when I when I when I think of Exodus, I really think it's a story about. I think it's a st- before this. I thought it was a story really about Moses and deliverance and and deliverance and you know trying to find a new home and um, you know uh, uh, praising God and then going against God and then praising God and going against God and praising you know that kind of thing. Um, but that is a, a really interesting point where they're really trying to figure out who who they are in relationship to God. Um, and they're trying to, you know, um, figure, you know, God out uh, for themselves. So and they keep getting reminded. God <laughs> tells them who He is. Right. And tells them who they are, and yeah. then they forget. And they forget. And he tells them again. <laughs> yeah. So I think that's a really cool um, perspective to have to have on it. So yeah, and we're looking. Um, so we talk about the the Sabbath day, right? The Sabbath day was. Um, was put in here. We read it, and we read it in scripture. Um, it's referencing back to um, the creation story. And on the seventh day, God finished the work He had done, and He rested on the seventh day from all the work He had done. Um, and it's reference to that. So then we're instructed to take a take a day of rest, and is the Sabbath. And I thought, you know. You know, Allison alludes to it's kind of a churchy. It's a churchy word. Mm-hmm. Um, it has a it has a Hebrew origin of sabbat, um, and then progressed progressed from there. So really, um, even even up through through its um, its progression as a word, it's maintained that same sabbat root from the Hebrew. But it's a day of religious observance or abstinence from work kept by the Jewish people, Friday evening to Saturday evening. And then uh, us Christians um, generally observe it on on Sunday as a day as a day of rest. Generally, generally, and kind of that root though. When you get to it, the Sabbat just means to rest. Yeah. So, but she, you know, she she tries to make the point that it's not just about um, oh, I'm gonna relax so I can get refreshed for the week, or I had a tough week, so I'm just gonna sit down and watch some TV, maybe mow the lawn, like whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not about going running your chores or doing the laundry like you need to do. It's about stopping and um, really having some time uh, with God, right? A God-centered Sabbath, um, which made me kind of think of uh, kind of in, in a way kind of like that, that Kairos moment, right? That, you, you know, you're, you're supposed to be resting, not working, but you're also supposed to be spending time with God, right in that moment. So, um, yeah, I, I wonder. I wonder, you know, because because we've, as you know, our 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 pastors. I think Adam did this. I know Spencer talked about Sabbath too. Um, you know, and and we've watered it down pretty pretty heavily, right? Instead of like a whole day. You know, now we're we're down to like, can you take an hour? You know, well, and, and well, you know what yeah, I mean. The like, word sabbat to rest, like, oh, is this is this like a siesta? A siesta. <laughs> oh, I would love <laughs> take I mean, a nap. Yeah. What if I bring back the siesta? Ooh. You know, seven days a week, mm. and then boom, it's you know, one hour nap. We can convert one of the the classrooms in the church into like a nap place. Yeah, siesta. 
A siesta. A siesta room. Fiesta siesta. No. Not a, a fiesta, in, you know, with my eyelids okay. being closed. All right. Um, yeah, no, I mean, I, and so what, you know, I guess my question for you is what prevents, what prevents us from, um, you know, not just having a Sabbath time in the week, but like a whole day. Like what prevents what prevents us from it? What prevents you from it? Well, I I think too. I don't want to I don't want to like continue this watering it down um, perspective. But also, when you work with, we've had a cultural shift, mm-hmm. right? Um, up until the Industrial Revolution, ninety some odd percent of America was agrarian, right? And that was yeah. just that was that's recent history. Mm-hmm. And the farther you go back, the percentages of agrarian agricultural goes through the roof, like with hunter gatherers and growers, right? Yeah. And so you're talking first century stuff here, or before, right? Before we're talking about Exodus, um, life is hard work, hard physical manual labor. Their daily lives were like working out every day, <laughs> all day long. Like, Drop it in doing push-ups. You know? Yeah. Yeah. They were doing a hard workout. Well, hold you know, on. I'm okay, getting, to, right, I'm getting right, to a point, right. right? I don't want to say things were easier, but to – it could get easier to not toil if you were doing a lot of toil. Okay. Does that make sense? Okay. So we currently – so you think of a a Sabbath as maybe being a little more sedentary is what I'm saying. The general term. It's talking yeah. about setting this time apart. The activities of setting it apart, setting apart some time for worship, setting apart time for prayer and reflection, setting apart time to not be toiling. Okay. Right? Okay. Well, a lot of us now, our toil is sedentary. Mm-hmm. So we're blurring lines. Mm-hmm. That's what. That's what. Okay. So I'm gonna. I'm gonna. So you. De- I'm gonna stop deliver for a the second. Counter argument. Okay. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. And I. I wish I had more details on that. I, I just wish I. I remembered more. But I was reading a study that was talking about. If you go further back than agrarian, right? If you go to hunter gatherers, hunter gatherers, okay. um, a lot of the a lot of the groups would spend less than two hours a day hunting or gathering, and the rest of the time was just they were there. Like we watch movies where like the men all leave for like five weeks to go hunt down a woolly mammoth or something, right, and then drag it back. And then they like feast, and then they go back out the next day, and that's not what happened. Um, so in a lot of cases, they, you know, they were they were moving from place to place to place quite a bit, right? But it wasn't this constant. Okay. It wasn't this constant, like you know, like what we would do: hiking the Appalachian Trail every day, get up, pack up your tent, walk, you know, five miles, whatever, check in the sites, grab some berries from a bush, you know, pitch your tent. And sleep again, right? They would they would move month to month, right? And then kind of like clean the area out of resources, resources. and move on to a place that had resources, right? Um, 
but but a lot this study was specifically saying that a lot of them um, didn't didn't do a lot of work throughout the because you know at, think of agriculture you gotta you gotta you, you know yeah. and the agriculture changed that right so you're in one place you got to do a lot more work to to plant even, the stuff to eat right yeah but not even even the planting and the harvest like um, you know ancient grains. You know, I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure hand cultivating, growing and harvesting, you know, quinoa. Quinoa. Um, takes a lot of hours. Yeah. Yeah. And so. Uh, of toil. I'm, and a I'm, lot I'm, of toil. I'm, so I'm semi-agreeing with you. That's all I ask for. But I think that the way that we reminisce, not necessarily reminisce, but the way that we look at agricultural societies today is how the agricultural societies looked at hunter-gatherers. They were more active. Th- that that the agricultural society looked back and said, "Man, life was great when we were just killing a deer every now and then, and moving the tent." See what I'm, see what I'm saying? Uh, I do. Okay. And so I, I just this is a this is a this is just this is just my hey, initial this is, take. This is layman's. This term is podcast. layman's term right now. Okay. So I think at the time. They were looking at it like I've got all this work to do. I've got I'm in, we're just doing all this stuff, and God's like, you need to take time for yourself, right? And and the relationship oh, with for me, sure. right? Fully agree with you. Okay, okay. Now, I fully I fully agree. Now I'm going to argue that today we do a heck of a lot less work, but we keep ourselves busy Correct. with miscellaneous stuff like your cell phone. And, you know, oh, I've got to do all the laundry on Saturday. Well, you don't have to do all the if – you, if you did a little bit of laundry every day, you'd be okay, right? But we, we purposely – Waste time. Waste time. Totally understand. And we look at and – she, and she kind of makes this point, right, where we look at work like the measure of our worth is by what we produce, right? So if I work 60 hours a week – then I'm I'm better. I'm a better worker than if I worked forty hours a week, or if I worked twenty hours a week. My, my value, my value, my is personal self worth. Yeah. I've I've yeah I I I perceive my personal self worth to be of higher value. Yeah, yeah, and I think to go back to the point I was attempting to make and bring it back to like exercise and physical toil, physical right. If I think it's a little easier because the line's been blurred to just say, all right, Keith, pretend you ran 10 miles a day. Okay? Okay. If I told you one of those days, don't do that. I'd probably be happy. Right? That's all. I, that's the line. That's, I'd probably be super happy. Right? We're not talking. To, that's what I was. I, I'm equating. I'm, I'm equating. um the nomadic lifestyle to, you know, a 10K of daily toil where... The agricultural society. Either one. Okay. I, well, I don't think I don't think the hunter-gatherers were that way. Just just my two cents. From what I understand from and the study. I don't even know how. And I, I'll have to find it and, re, and hey, re-look it as up. As a layman, as I a need layman. to do a little more research <laughs> as, to, as to what exactly... Um, the Israelites were eating, you know, in this wandering. I do know the scripture Manna. tells us that um, in, back in Egypt they had cucumbers. They had cucumbers. Did they have pickles? 
Well, I would assume they attempted to preserve the cucumber somehow. Man, I love pickles. I love cucumbers. <laughs> Doesn't Adam hate uh, pickles? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All <laughs> thanks pickles. <laughs> it seems like whatever I really like oh, yeah. as a side or a condiment, yeah. Adam doesn't like. I don't think he minds us um, us sharing that because if anyone ever, if you were ever to, you know, want to want to have some homemade pickles, ro- and you're ro- like, I should bring I some should, in. I should, yeah. I to should. Adam, don't. No, that is not. That's not a good thing. If you want to love your pastor and you want to <laughs> know exactly what it is they like. And when it comes when it comes to barbecue, he likes the meat and none of the side dishes. And none of the side none dishes. No Maybe, potato salad. No, no he beans, doesn't. Like, no, he doesn't like no potato slaw. salad. He doesn't like mustard, no which pickles. is weird. It's super weird. Anyway. Anyway. Um, yeah, so, um, yeah, you know, this this thought process of, of Sabbath, I, you know. So when did you, um, when did you have true, real Sabbath in your life? Oh, probably never. I mean, I, I can't... Um, I mean, trying not to mix, trying not to mix, you know, I try to take time every day in, in thought and prayer and talking to God, right? And trying not to mix that concept up with this watered down taking a Sabbath once a week, right? Because it's, I think it's two different, um, it's two different activities, right? Uh, And so... I, I do take time every day um, to, you know, to, to pray, to think, to talk to God. Um, but I don't think that I've ever, I've ever purposely taken a Sabbath. They might have, like, yeah. hit well, me. But you then know, also like, you got to get into, you know, and um, Allison refers to this, too, about about how they even made it kind of a ritualistic rule that Jesus kind of clears up for us as well. Because, like, you know, traditional um, Jewish Sabbath, you weren't allowed to cook. You weren't allowed to, to prepare. It, everything had to be prepared yeah. the day before because you weren't, you weren't doing anything. You weren't doing anything. You were just, oh, my gosh. <laughs> Layman's Term Podcast with the door open. Welcome everybody to the office. Um, so this this part of of the Sabbath of of preparing everything in advance, you did absolutely nothing. Yeah. Um, I think was a was kind of some rules based um, religious uh, rituals that were placed onto. Mm-hmm. The Sabbath that I think Jesus broke some of that broke some of that down, um, and was more like spending time uh, communing with God and others. And so, so like if you have a Sunday evening, you're hosting a small group, and you know you've cooked and cleaned, and you know you vacuumed, you know, hour before the small group gets there, but took out the trash. But your small group's getting there, and you're gonna you're gonna have a meal together. You're gonna have fellowship. You're gonna you're going to study scripture and you're going to have, you're going to commune with one another. Well, that's, I mean, I'm going to move that up the ladder on, on effective Sabbath work. Okay. All right. Okay. Sabbath um, work. See how I, see, put, I, see would, how I put those I would, two words together? Yeah. I mean, I had, I had a friend growing up when I was in probably fifth or sixth grade. 
and uh, he, I, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna say that he was Mormon. I'm pretty sure, like ninety nine percent sure. Um, but they they you know practiced Sabbath, and like their rule was basically they couldn't sweat. So if it, if it was like anything like playing basketball outside, couldn't do it. Like and they, see, I they, think that's a they rich, looked at that I think as that's like a, as that's work. a ritual that is really skewed. Like if I'm gonna uh, last Sunday, we played softball. Softball. Yeah. Couldn't do it. Amazing! It was phenomenal. That was just so much fun. Yeah, so I like much. To, fun. I like to shout out First United Methodist Church softball uh, champs. They were versus other churches in Kearney that will will remain nameless, but First United Methodist Church number one. Yeah, this year in softball. Yeah, I mean, no trophy though. Yet. Yet. <laughs> There should be. <laughs> there should a very be. Yeah, but see, large, you obnoxious trophy. You couldn't play softball if you were my friend. Like you, you couldn't. Your the whole thing was to rest, and so I think that's refreshing, refreshing, and resting. And it comes back to my blurred line again. Yeah. Right. It's whenever you, whenever the week is is sedentary and clickety-clacking behind a computer screen and cranking out a podcast and Photoshopping and vacuuming and yeah, writing. Yeah. Breaking out of that norm, getting together with faithful believers in your community and, and really um, making other churches in the town – Decide whether they want to instill a physical <laughs> fitness program at their at their youth level to build up a build up a future softball team, team that can compete a softball program. Um, you know, I think is is can be can be Sabbath. I see. I I don't. I, Layman's I, terms. I kind of disagree. I guess I look at them as different. I look at a small group as a small group, and yeah, I know you you're kind of blurring the lines a little bit. Um, but I I just see it as I don't know I just see it as I see it as slightly different, and that's okay, and that's okay, and that's all right. Um, and I thought I you know anyway. So I I don't think we have the answers for a Sabbath. I think the the key is to uh, to just start, yeah, start and- make it do something right. Like like Adam would say, doing something is better than not doing anything. Yeah, because I think. Um- because the Sabbath, what what the message is really trying to teach us is uh, we are not self-sufficient. So no matter what we think, we need God. We need God to, to help us in all the things, and we need God to help us rest. Yeah. And some of us need God more than others, like me. Like I need. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was good. That was that was that was fun. That was. Uh, this is Mitch, and this is Keith, and you just listened to Layman's Term podcast. <laughs> See ya. <laughs>